International. Like, Wait, what commercials? There's any radio commercial where they're like, ah, the taste of Pepsi. Oh. They'd be like, ugh, my day's ruined. Oh, like, like, <laughs> like the weird, like, quasi-ASMR, like, <sighs> What's ASMR mean? Oh, it's, uh, audio-sensory response. Auto-sensory meridian response. That's what it is. Okay, it took me a... I had to, like, mumble through the, the, the phrase to figure it out. It's basically where, like, soft and quiet and peaceful noises in, like that are, like, repetitive and stuff, like, make you have tingles in your body. Hmm. I mean, that's obviously not super scientific, but... <laughs> are we recording now? Because I'm definitely eating on the track. Oh, well, I mean, they may be genetically engineered, so... <laughs> But they don't fucking know. If you hear those familiar voices, uh, my, I'm Jasmine Ellis, and as always, is my co-host Kai Krebs. Yeah. And uh, I brought some cookies that I was really excited about that I had eaten as a child, and was like, "Oh, these are my favorite cookies. I always found them in Louisiana. I can never find them in Texas." And Ethan, our producer, immediately turns it over and finds the phrase. <laughs> read it. Read it out loud, Kai. Maybe produced with genetic engineering. <laughs> so, like, 15 years of my life, I'm pretty sure these these cookies are probably sterilizing me. Maybe cloning me i just don't understand how they don't know they made them i think the maybe is just like a like a like a like a uh, we never know but does that mean like some of them like might have more genetic engineering than others i don't know maybe that's why my titties are so big <laughs> i've just been eating these big titty cookies big titty because cookies <laughs> i should reach out to the company and be like hi my name is jasmine ellis i have 36 triple d breasts and i've been eating your cookies since i was a small child i'd like to collaborate with you a marketing plan on how to make big titty cookies happen. <laughs> Jasmine Ellis is big titty stage plank. <laughs> and the phrase stage plank sounds like an insult for small titties. Get up there with your stage planks. <laughs> stage plank sounds like a really rude way that a director would refer to extras. <laughs> oh, you're right. Like Just... a real mean way. <laughs> These are amazing and they're delicious. They make me feel good about myself. <laughs> also, my gas station adventure uh, wasn't complete without these. The Gardetto's special request. Oh, the one that's just entirely the rye chips. Yeah, and they're the best. Yeah, because those are the best part of it. And then everyone was saying that it was the best part of it for like a thousand years. And then we're like, fine, we'll put a, we'll put a fucking bag of them. I will say it does get a little overwhelming. Like you need the boring pretzel to like break things up. It's variety is the spice of Gardetto's, right? Right. This is... We're not going to just talk about snacks today, y'all. We're not. I actually put a call out on Facebook to see who would respond, like what they wanted us to talk about today. Yeah, I remember. I saw that uh, even Skylar Morgan replied to it. He was on our third episode. I love Skylar. He's so nice. What did he say? I didn't see his comment yet. Oh, he said that cranberry shit. It belongs in the garbage. <laughs> you know, let's jump right into it. Thanksgiving. Are you a sides person? Are you a turkey person? What side do you think needs to go? What side do you think needs to stay? Let's discuss. Our three, our three days after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving special. 
Uh, oh, that's true. When it airs, it's going to be Thanksgiving. Whatever. Oh, okay. So my favorite part of Thanksgiving is always and forever going to be the stuffing because it's just a bunch of bread soaked in stock with just tons and tons of carbs in it. Um, so for this conversation, we're also going to discuss race quite a bit because there's a lot of, there's a racial divide in like Thanksgiving foods. I'm curious, stuffing versus dressing. Like, is there like one group? What, what is it called? Like, is it the same thing or are they interchangeable? I mean, I've heard, I've heard both, but I grew up in, we, I grew up in Louisiana, so that might not be a strong representation. Well, so did I. And we said dressing. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I, I always heard both like, and I never really thought anything of it. Like I never really thought that it might be like a racial divide thing. <sighs> Macaroni. Do you just do like regular or do you bake it? Bake it always. Okay, good. That's just Southern though. Bake it always. Breadcrumbs on top. Throw oil in that bitch. Throw bacon in it. Throw oh, a little ooh. bit of green pepper. Hell yeah. I've I'm never in. done the green pepper not, or the bacon. Not like green pepper, but like the, like the diced, like canned green peppers, like the, like the, the tomatillos almost. Like, mm, I haven't tried that. Mm-hmm. I love stuffing, such dressing, whatever you want to call it. I make a crawfish one that I like stole the recipe from yes, one of my friends bitch. that I'm legit. <laughs> it's kind of strange because we don't talk as much anymore. She gave me, like she used to make it for me and I would pay her for it because I liked it so much. And then one year she couldn't and she gave me the recipe and I just stopped like just paying for it. stopped ever talking to her. No, I didn't. I just didn't. cut her out. Just, you were like, I got what I need. I'm done with you. Oh my God. Like I ghosted people over their recipes. <laughs> like I just make friends with girls to get in, get close with them then steal their recipe. Oh man. That, w- that would be like very dark but in a very specific way <laughs> what if that's like one of like my Ma- um, like margaret Stu- Mar- martha stewart's next book this is like the pickup artist how to pick up recipes the and leave your crook. friends behind the cookbook crook i love that oh that'd be like the the most boring version of any sort of like criminal activity whatsoever like it's unethical but i got the recipe and you're just like holding like an old piece of parchment from somebody's great grandmother <laughs> It's like, God damn, Jasmine, that's, you can't replace that. How do you, uh, how do you like, how do you handle it when you have to have family gatherings with people you don't like love or enjoy? That sounds awful. Ooh. How do you handle being around people you don't love? But you know what I mean? Because it's like, there's this Trick forced... question. I don't. Oh, okay. Well, there's like this forced togetherness around holidays. Oh, and for like, sure. And my family's huge. Like both of my parents are like... Like they're they're one of seven and one of eight, so tons Jesus, of siblings. And I that's grew up so with, much. It is, and I grew up with those aunts and uncles, and I love them. But then with that, like the, these are big Catholic Louisiana families, so they have cousins and cousins and cousins. And literally, my dad and my mom have like second and third cousins who every interaction with them is the same. I used to change your diapers. Do you remember me? Why the fuck would I have like a mental recognition of something happened when I was shitting myself? Like that's that's like the human body's way of protecting itself. You have no memory is from when you pooped your own pants. So, like, <laughs> block block the shit block the shit out. Block it out. So I get do you remember me? Then I get what are you up to now? And then my parents it depends on their mood. Either <laughs> either they're like I don't know what she does or they're like oh she's a comedian. I was gonna that's what I was gonna ask if there was anyone in your family that you like specifically are like you know what let's not tell them about the comedy part. Everyone. I everyone. <laughs> the every, whole thing. Everyone. The whole thing. Fuck them. I em. don't want them to know I'm a comedian because I cannot wait because then people are like when someone finds out you're a comedian suddenly every interaction with you was not good enough they're like I get this a lot you don't seem like a comedian you know you're not making me laugh we've been talking two seconds and I don't like
like you. That's bitchy. Like, I, I, I do get like that quiet sense of like if somebody if no like knows that you do stand up comedy, they're like expecting you to be funny all the time. And usually, I see it in the form of that like quiet disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> me. They flat out just tell me I don't seem like a comedian. Although I get like I get told I don't seem like a comedian at the fucking comedy club. I did a show. Shit. I did a show like a couple weeks ago. Walk up, introduce myself to the headliner, and he's like, "Oh, okay." Uh, so what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm your opener. So that's why I introduced myself. That's also why I'm the only mm-hmm. person who's in this room right now in, in the green room. Like I've had this. Inter- <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the green room with you. <laughs> like, and it's always men. It's always men. It's always men in their forties or so. And it's just like, and then we have this weird little, like, it's this, like, it, it's kind of funny too. Like I remember when I met the Sklar brothers and they were super rude to me and uh, my boyfriend was opening for them. Oh, yeah, I did just do that. Whatever. Whatever. They're more famous than me and won't even remember meeting me. And whatever. And so (laughs) I I like, okay, so my boyfriend's opening for them. And this is this. This led to a very stern talk because this is my this is my girlfriend, Jasmine. And I was like, I'm also a comic. Nice to meet you. And they go, oh, that's cool. So you you started doing comedy because he does comedy. Ooh, bitch. All right. And I was like, no. That's just, that's starting at a 10. All right. We actually started at different cities and I've been doing, I, I feature at, I, you know, I, I open at this club that you're at right now all the time. I'm just not opening this weekend because he is. Uh, nice to meet you though. <laughs> and like, it's like just this, this weird thing where like, and I understand the impulse to introduce your partner as your partner, but like, this is one of the only industries that constantly discredit, not only, let me lie, all, all industries constantly discredit women. But it's like, I feel like I have to have my guard up and make sure I'm introduced as a comedian first and then they find out we're dating because there's this automatic even if a person's never seen either of us on stage they start making assumptions yeah they're like oh she started because of him does he write jokes for her did I get asked that all the time I guess did, did your boyfriend write your jokes you haven't even heard my jokes why would you think they come my, my jokes about my boyfriend's penis being not that big does he write those no like sorry I mean as much as that feels on brand for just like any white straight male comedian but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like you've seen similar stuff. Uh, not, I mean, it's different because you're a woman and people do have a, because te- I mean, it's such a pri- predominantly like douchebag male industry because it's like the guy who was always bullied and is trying to defend himself and overcompensates for everything that's going on, except for the handful of good people that actually exist in the world, uh, or the world of comedy, I mean. But like, I... I feel like whenever I show up, like I've got, I am a white male. So it's like, ah, we can work with that. And then I, I start doing my jokes where I'm like, so I'm gay. And everyone's like, Hmm, really? Like, I, I feel like they laugh, but it like you, you get that moment of like hesitation where it's like, well, we'll see where you fit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what is that? I mean, like, I know that that's a thing that you just say, but also like, what do you think I fit with? Club owners say that to me, actually. I, I did a show a couple weeks. It was a, like a new faces showcase mm-hmm. for a club where they wanted to see who could do what. And the people booking on it already put me down as like one of the longer spots. And that was a good thing. And the owner came up to me and he's like, I thought you were really good. Um, I'd love to work with you, but we, we'll just see who you fit with. I get told that a lot. We'll see who you can fit with. And I just, I don't it's know. because it's one of those things that helps people say a thing about you. But like whenever it comes down to it, they can always go back and be like well no we mean your your comedy style yeah it's some people it's genuinely true they actually do mean that like cap cap is always looking for like people who like actually fit within a certain style as far as like what i've heard but 
I don't I mean I don't they don't book me so I don't know for sure <laughs> <laughs> I just you you made me doubt myself so bad just then the look that you gave me it, no I was just thinking about people who I'm like they put this person with this person where you know what I mean where it's like <laughs> oh it was like how, like that lady with the math all over her face me <laughs> that's exactly what it was <laughs> like I was like divide by dry sense of humor separate if you if you carry the daddy issues divide by uh, like and I'm just thinking about who I've seen paired with whom and what's the square root of little dick <laughs> what is the square root of little dick mm. um, I don't know that's that's like always a little sore salty spot where I feel like this like I have this little comedy chip on my shoulder I was like no I'm a real comedian I'll show you and I don't know you you do I don't know that's funny and it's it's, it's funny the insecurity you have yeah. when a complete stranger finds that you do stand up and suddenly every interaction they're having with you they're judging and they're going like like I have this one of my sister's family members I say that because my sister is married so she has like her own in-laws and stuff every time I see him he's like I need to start managing your career have you been doing this and I'm like I had to nicely say who have you successfully managed do you have any experience in entertainment and she goes no but I know how to make money and I'm like you sound like a pimp right now please that, get out of my space yeah, that's, that's pimp talk <laughs> do, do you also want me to keep most of my petty cash in the form of jewelry for, <laughs> for bond like what <laughs> Why do you know so much about them talk? Patty, like I, I like to Google stuff. These cookies are really good. Sorry, mm. we're definitely. Oh, see, I told you they were good. Well, I mean, you were talking so much shit about them, and then it says that they might be genetically engineered. So of course, I got to taste them. See, that's what. That's why gen- genetic engineering is great. I mean, genetic engineering basically means, hey, we handpicked all the shitty things and took them away. Like, wouldn't it be great if we could gen- genetically engineer out love handles? Oh my god. <laughs> That's what you're talking about is called. Um, wow, shit! What is it? Eugenic, eugenics. Oh, that sounds that sounds like a bad word. Yeah, that's well. I mean, you're not advocating killing people with undesirable traits, but you're like, what if we could just not have that anymore? And like, like that's like halfway to eugenics. Like, breed them like out. Half, that's like halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not breed them out? Cross eyes. Con- you know how much money we'd save? Like, like if I was having a kid and I could give that, ki- I could take away the genetic that makes my kid have bad vision. I would save my of thousands of dollars over the years for eye appointments and stuff. I'm like legally blind. Yeah, industries would collapse and people would stop making money. That's come on. <laughs> Capitalism. Yeah, but my kid would be able to survive a, a zombie apocalypse without their contacts drying out. Man, we are really far from Thanksgiving. Yes. We- <laughs> You want to take it back to Thanksgiving? Man, really, I just I just realized that we were off on a tangent because we were at zombies and we started at Thanksgiving. This is true. See, it's like the it's like the Dove episode. I was like, we started at traffic but ended up at racism. This time we started at Thanksgiving and ended up at zombies. Okay, if you want to take it back to Thanksgiving, this is something I said today, and tell me if you agree with this. Okay. Everybody is a sides person. Yeah. Everybody's a sides person. If you because I know this because if I said, what if we stop having turkey and replaced it with a roasted chicken? No one would give a fuck. <laughs> Nobody would care as long as the, the only reason we have turkey is just because it's a bigger chicken, so you can serve more people more often. I like I, I like turkey. Really? Yeah, I like turkey a lot. I like it because it puts me to sleep, and I love having I love a f- after food nap. Oh, I hate an after food nap because now I'm in that weird position where I'm in a serious relationship, and so um, my family eats really early in the day which actually is not like most black people like if you look up like black thanksgiving memes it'll always be like yeah food will be ready at two food's not ready till 7 30 like that's the one thing we do is we like we're done eating by like three but 
but then Alex's family they don't eat till like six or seven and so and then my family we love a good drink my dad makes cocktails I just want to sleep like Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving he's had to like kind of lug my lifeless body into a car I love that my family just lets this happen by the way <laughs> like I don't know we just fed her and then somebody carried her away passed out and she, <laughs> and she ends up with a different family <laughs> yeah it's, I, I don't know uh, I, I'm, I'm here in Austin for Thanksgiving so oh. I'm actually go- no, oh no it's fine you I, sure oh it's I'm good <laughs> I'm good like my my, my family I love my family to death but like we're all like a bunch of like really kind of for the most part brash loud type A people and it gets like so much worse when we're all around each other mm-hmm. so like we have like a two two and a half day tops limit like that's when we hit like the barrel is 100% full and after that it's all just overflowing <sighs> That was very clear. <laughs> Jeez. Thank no. you for listening to Extra Salty. Uh, this will be our last episode. <laughs> Extra burpee. I killed, killed the radio star. Jasmine Ellis was suddenly rendered with so much shame. She had to leave the studio. Never to be seen again. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I could like, it was like choking me. Did you feel that? I, I saw the look on your face. You look stressed. And I was like, that's, I was like, this is, this is going to be a big one. <laughs> It was like the weirdest thing because it felt like a throat fart. You know what I mean? Like it was. Like, uh, ew, that, this. Wow. You know what I mean? Like you know how a fart kind of hurts a little bit when it comes out. <laughs> I mean, not not like all of them, but. Like it's like farts kind of sizzle. Like that's what. It, oh my god! <laughs> like I'm, a fajita plate. Please don't name this episode "Farts Kind of Sizzle." Like I'm gonna, that's exactly what we're gonna name ah, this episode. No, I hate you. Please, please, please. Okay, sorry. That's exactly what we're gonna name this episode. I Everyone's did, gonna be real confused and curious. Stop it. Okay. Oh, I'm so ashamed. But so last year I was in Austin for Thanksgiving too. But mm-hmm. like it was fine because uh, I just got back from Hell Yes Fest in New Orleans. I did a couple shows down in uh, good old New Orleans. <laughs> it yes. is all about snacks, the whole thing. And <laughs> they came down and they saw one of the shows that I did while I was in New Orleans. Your parents? So yeah, I got to see them before and then they're going to go spend Thanksgiving in St. Louis where my sister lives. So, but I remember last year I was just like a work thing that we couldn't end up doing it. Like it just didn't work out for everybody. So I was here in Austin and my roommate's family came into town and they were at her aunt's house. And so like, I just kind of went over there and did the thing with them. And let me tell you, going to somebody else's Thanksgiving like it's bad whenever your family talks about politics at Thanksgiving. It's so much worse when you're just adjacent to somebody else's family talking about politics over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Because you you can't you can't you can't say shit. That's not those aren't your people. Like you don't know those people very well. You don't like, you can't say shit. So I was sitting there and I remember like it's the classic you know are immigrants okay or not thing happens and my my roommate her her great aunt is like. She's like 80 years old. So like, you know, she's one of those people that it's like whenever you're talking to her, like she's really great otherwise, but you're like, she's from another time. Like you have to remember that. Like, no, I hate when we say that phrase because she's from another time, but she's sitting here in this time. Yeah. I I don't, I don't say it as an excuse. I just say it in like one of those like self recognitions of the chances of us changing her mind and turning her around this late in the game is probably not very high. That's true. But she's also a lot closer to 
being dead than the rest of us. There's a certain point where your brain gets like a film on it, yeah, so you can't where, get anything new in where it. Where you're just like, is the with the amount of time that this would take and the amount of time that you have left, like, do, is this even going to like? I mean, because yeah, you can try to do it as much as you want, but like some people, especially the older they are, and the more time that they just get stuck in the ways in which they've been living, and that's like not that's just it's just a thing. Like, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's definitely a thing that happens. So what did she say, the grandmother or the aunt? <clears throat> uh, just think of like like Just middle of Trump. think of middle of Trump campaign commentary on Mexicans are rapists not not anything quite that they intense, sent over their worst but like they're all coming to steal our jobs and you know the whole thing and like I was just like okay you can go load a fruit truck if you want then you 77 year old I, I get it you walk a mile every day okay cool <laughs> but yeah it, it's it, ooh, that's uncomfortable that's uncomfortable yeah and then my roommate engages in the conversation and starts to argue with both uh, her mo- her mom and uh, her aunt her aunt and I'm just sitting there like completely frozen like a possum that just saw headlights like I'm just <laughs> Did you ever worry that the conversation was going to like get to something where they were going to expect you to be the representative? Um, I anytime that that happens, I'm just like this isn't my I was like this isn't my place to say anything and even if they're like no 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 we want to hear it I'm like that's my way of respectfully like declining participating in this conversation so I wish people realize how exhausting that is when you're the one person who's other like I'm, I'm assuming you might have been the only gay person at this dinner or at least the only person uh, yeah. out gay person Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean how 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 quickly it'll go to well I, you know well, what do you think about this you know since you're gay and it's like oh my god like how how exhausting is that they're all real chill they're all real chill about the gay stuff. They don't. They don't care. They don't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. Or did they just not mention it because you were there? Who knows? That could be true too. But I mean, I, I can say, despite all of the other disagreements that they have as a family, like I have never been treated any differently by them That's than nice. they have than I've seen them treat everyone else. So I think with with immigration, it's just like this continuous otherness that makes every. Because the funny thing is, my family has conversations about immigrations, and of course, like I said, I'm I said a lot of times on this podcast I'm not white uh, like Jasmine Ellis not white that's like really part of my descriptions and it's my fam- the name of her first album <laughs> not white coming out on September 11th what what <laughs> why would I release it up that's awful I don't know I was just trying to make it worse <laughs> you did make it worse yeah <laughs> um, and my family will talk about immigration and stuff and who's taking what from whom but it's like it's an interesting little like it's an interesting little take because they'll they have this whole idea of like black people being a in this country and how like other people have jumped the line on oppression and are getting ahead and I'm like you know that's not how it has to work and then we go back and forth and we're arguing I have one I have one uncle who's like a straight up conspiracy theorist and I remember the year that Ebola hit Dallas oh, oh boy he had the funniest theory like I remember flat out laughing is, is that where that nurse just wanted to go on a ride for on her bike or was that Chicago um, that might have been Chicago yeah no 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 no, no. it was um, it was it was in it was in Dallas this is this is my this is my uncle's theory because okay. it was the nurse the black there were two nurses that were infected with Ebola uh, an Asian nurse and a black nurse and he thinks the black nurse never had
had Ebola. He thinks it was a conspiracy where they gave her money to pretend she had Ebola. That way the U.S. could say that one black person survived Ebola. Because with the exception of her, no one of color, and the, her and the Asian nurse are the only non-white people who've survived Ebola. And he thinks that neither of them actually had it. And they just paid them to pretend they had it. Because the black nurse like got on an airplane to go try on wedding dresses. Do you remember this? And they had to like quarantine the wedding dress shop and like throw away all the dresses that she had touched. And then like these like... You know, I'd be like, why can't I just have the dress then? Oh, right. If and, you're going to throw it out. And these Australian male strippers that were on the same plane as her had to be quarantined and had to like lose months of work. It was a crazy situation. Was the thunder from down under? It was. And so... I know, I know my male strippers. <laughs> I guess I could have named them by name. <laughs> that sounded really gross, but I know a lot. Yeah. He had this whole like cooked up theory about the government and like her being an actress. And he's like, I can find it on the internets. And I'm like, sir, if you say the internet plural or <laughs> possessed of the internets, like nothing you say makes yeah, sense if, after if that. If you're talking about a conspiracy, but you also like can't accurately describe what's on the internet no one's gonna believe you ever <laughs> me and this uncle go back and forth about literally everything like last year we were arguing about if bruno mars was black like it doesn't matter what what it is anything he decides is true we're gonna like scream at each other about and actually you know what i make like i make alex your position because he's just there just quietly nodding along as we're just like getting into these supercharged conversations that's so funny i can't ever hold it back and then that'll be the moment my dad's like by the way jasmine's a comedian and they're like she doesn't seem funny (laughs) the way that she was arguing with you about that conspiracy i didn't get it (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i have to i have to be nicer to people about that because when it comes down to it like most people haven't been around a professionally funny person so they don't understand that it's something you turn on and off and like being funny is a skill set that like isn't really a skill set let's be honest yeah and it's something that like for the most part when you're off stage like unless you're like having one of those nights where you're feeling like funny or goofy like you kind of don't really want to turn it on because you're like I do this all the time I don't want to burn myself out you know and it's exhausting to be the person who's always on Mm -hmm. it's exhausting to be around that person who's always on I I enjoy and I I, don't you hate how people like think they need to die it up a notch and be funnier around comedians so they're like oh trying god, yeah. to to tell you every joke that they've ever heard and oh my god this phrase and, you, and it always happens the same way okay what happens is you're looking them in the eye and then you cough in their face like that <laughs> do you you're, do that to like a, no, you, a power move no when I, I do have a power move when i cough though like sometimes whenever i like want to fuck with somebody that's like a good friend of mine i want to make them feel gross and weird if i start coughing i'll just not cover my mouth and just lean really hard into the cough and like make eye contact the entire time don't you coughing. ever it's oh, I won't I know that you would hate it so that's why I haven't done it to you but I do it to like my parents and my sisters all the time because fuck them you know that would activate <laughs> my fight or flight response I'd start swinging on your cough like you'd be like it didn't even have to be all this and suddenly you got punched in the throat <laughs> it didn't even have to be all this <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> oh, but it always it always happens the same way. You tell someone you're a comic, and the ones that feel like they got to amp the funny up around you, like they look you in the eyes and they go, "Oh, you're a comic," and they get that corner of the mouth. Uh- 
they get that corner of the mouth smirk and it perks up a little bit and then like they like take those three steps back and forth because they're bracing themselves getting ready to tell you some jokes <laughs> or be funny with you or banter and you're like I am so tired <laughs> I just got off stage I cannot oh my goodness I know exactly what you're talking about they just like that wickedness that excitement that gleam in their eyes like they just got something for free after that point 40% of their sentences start with the phrase okay so check this out uh, oh, 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 oh here's here's something you need to put in your little act <laughs> I don't what is it about my family with adding the phrase lil in front of everything I do your ooh, little act. Ooh, you need to put this in your little skits and in your little comedy show when you I'm not what, I'm an adult little what, it's not little comedy I'm not on I'm not performing for Steve Harvey on CBS but on a show called little comics where I tell jokes because I'm six little comics. <laughs> that actually comics. isn't already a show it sounds like it should be no but you know we just hey it was pitched here first on extra salty so if there are any producers out there <laughs> just be small children telling jokes you and can pick it up by the way this is how much Ethan gives a fuck about us he's watching some like what I believe is a Japanese woman eating a whole bunch of green beans and there's like no what are you watching buddy those are bugs oh they're bugs yeah. <laughs> oh yeah they look like that is more interesting than us now I get yeah, it now it's now it's a lot more engaging than when they were green beans when it was green beans I was like this is rude oh yeah I'm and green- she's just smiling her ass off she's having a good old time oh was that a millipede aren't those poisonous girl this episode is gonna be a mess is this a suicide like what if she's just (laughs) oh what were uh, what oh okay where were we we? okay that was that 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 threw me off real bad i'm sorry i just noticed him watching this girl because it's like it's like an eight by six pan like it's like a full-size baking pans worth of bugs and she's like she does not using a spoon she's using a spatula like she's that's like not funneling a uti- it into her a mouth spatula isn't a utensil when we release this episode y'all we're gonna include that clip because it's really important for y'all to understand how we feel about it. and the crazy thing is these bugs look like foods like right now she's eating what appears to be just a, a big plate full of slim jims which is like the a thing, disgusting thing to have for dinner the as real it is. thing is that she needs to slow down while she's eating or else she'll give herself the hiccups that's true she's not even chewing enough scorpions scorpions why why would you want to eat scorpions we got to edit some of this because it's just gonna be us (laughs) nobody wants to watch (laughs) af I mean, Nobody wants to listen to a podcast that's just Kai and Jasmine react no, to shit. No, what we're going to do, we're going to do, we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to post that video on all the social media, on the Facebook, on the Twitter, on, I don't know, I don't think we can share it on Instagram, it's too long, but we'll post it everywhere else, and then we'll expect everybody to go and watch the video, and then leave a comment saying, oh, I get it now, if you get it now. This is so gross. I really thought that was just some green bean casserole that needed more cream and mushroom soup. <laughs> I was like, girl, that's dry. It's like all Frenches and cream. <laughs> <laughs> Does your family make green bean casserole? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Fried, I love fried that. onions and all. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so good. Do you do dirty rice or any like Louisiana stuff in there? Or no. Uh, we don't really, we don't really, we don't really go super far into the the Louisiana stuff. We 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 haven't really had a Thanksgiving meal in a while because we we like everybody in my family like my youngest sister lives in 
Louisiana. My old middle, the middle sister lives in uh, Missouri, and I live in Texas. And then my parents live in a different town in Louisiana. So we're all kind of scattered all over the place. And mm-hmm. my dad uh, had gastric bypass surgery a handful of years ago. Um. So like he's really limited in what he can eat in terms of his diet. So like we, it, it's one of those things that it's Is like, it like nothing bigger than your fist can fit inside your stomach now. Well, that's it, that's how it starts. Whenever they're done with it, they leave leave you with enough that's like basically the size of your thumb, but it can stretch out and like. Like I, I don't know all the details. It's not going to sound super scientific, but it's like a very, very thin. Uh, it's, it's not. It's very short, basically. Like because they basically cut out like a shit ton of your intestines, or they do like the lap band, which like controls like how much food is actually like capable of going down inside of your guts. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the lap bands work, but he got the one where they go hackety hackety hack, and then he's got a lot less intestines. <laughs> So he's like real limited and it like really fucks with your diet. Like he's real limited on what he can actually eat. So it's like, unless we're doing a thing where there's like a big, big group of people, like if it's just me and my sisters and my mom will tend to like just go somewhere Mm -hmm. because it's like one of those things where it's like, it doesn't really make sense to do like a big Thanksgiving feast if it's just like for a very small number of people because then you just end up with a shit ton of leftovers that go bad we're kind of hitting that point because it's like me my sisters and now my older sister has a baby by the way uh that's right because this episode the the us episode was supposed to come out last week from whenever this one is and so scott came out early because i was in new orleans for hell yes fest and your sister had a baby she did and for those of you listening if you've ever thought kai sounds so nice kai sounds like someone who should be my friend he's not he's not he's the most heinous bitch in the world okay i showed him a picture of my beautiful newborn nephew and i'm telling you guys i don't like newborns most of them look like undercooked chicken but like this newborn is so cute and I sent him a picture and you said he looks like Patricia Helton I I you know what fuck it I stand by it Patricia Helton is that old black lady who plays the principal in every TV show that ever existed I stand she, by it she's it light skinned has a tiny little red afro and just always looks like she's pushing out of a fart like she has like a very scrunched up face poor Patricia Helton she was also the the DA on Bones since uh, everyone in the world watches Bones nobody watches Bones people did for a while people only watch Bones to go is that really Zoe Deschanel's sister? Yeah, it's weird, right? She's so weird looking. That's the only reason why people watch Bones. Yeah, but I stand by it and I didn't mean it in a mean way. I was saying this is just an observation that I do not feel is wrong. And then I was like, I'm not trying to be mean. And Jasmine was like, you just shaded a baby that's less than 24 hours old. And I was like, you know what? All right. Maybe I am the most heinous bitch in the world. (laughs) I did just call you a bitch. I'm so sorry. I've never called you a bitch to your face or behind your back. You know what? If I could get the tag of most heinous bitch in the world. I'm do. You know what? That means I'm at the top. Okay. You know what? This is the kind of monster. You're probably gonna add that to your website, like with like four star, like a four star little thing on it. Most no. heinous bitch in the world. Jackson. I'm gonna be normal about it, and I'm just gonna add it to my Twitter bio. <laughs> It's not normal. He is very cute, but like honestly, newborns are never, never that cute. But he's got a full head of hair and big chubby cheeks. Um, I just love him. I love him so much. And I'm not a baby person, but 
it's I love my sister and I love her husband and they made a thing and that thing's a person and he just I'm just so excited to watch him grow I, I hate to be like super she, emotional but she 3D printed it she 3D printed a human and oh god I wish it was that easy childbirth is actually scary as shit there's so much stuff can go wrong and it's really really scary and even with like a, a mostly non-complicated delivery there's still all these complications and I were you there for the whole thing mm-hmm. mm. I was there as much as I could be she went into labor at four o'clock in the morning and I was like all right well Girl, I'll catch y'all when I get some rest at, I will see you at six <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was like you don't want to get there and I was like these things take a while right no you want six I got there at 2 p.m. in the afternoon <laughs> the baby still wasn't born until 7 p.m. like I didn't miss nothing that was a long delivery you may you could have though I know but I mean the baby won't remember you could you could have but you didn't so whatever I, he was he's just perfect I love him I love him so 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 much he's so cute sorry I don't really have anything super funny to say about that like I like and it's funny because like in my heart like I'm like is he cute or is he just like I'm in love with him you know what I mean like that's literally it's literally like showing you that picture and having that reaction was like when you show someone a guy you're talking to and they're like oh is that the only picture you have and so, oh, <laughs> that's what you did to me ooh, that one okay. that's what you did to me I was like oh let me show you this thing I'm excited you're like mm, it looks like a middle-aged oh, black woman I, okay well <laughs> like, that's, if that's how you felt I'm sorry because that that is a bad moment where you're like oh this is the guy I'm talking to and everyone's like oh and you're like oh no <laughs> exactly how it felt oh no. no 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 and then you're like no 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 let me find another picture let me, let me show you and you're just scrolling and they're like their reaction is just huh but you know what i've had that happen with every guy i've been serious about and that's the best and like what would you do if you showed someone a picture of a guy you were interested in and your friend was like oh girl i'd fuck him you'd be like that's, you don't get to meet him well, i mean that's just the extreme <laughs> in the other direction this is true you, what you always are looking for is like oh he's cute or he's hot like or whatever like but it's like that like light quick easy breezy beautiful not gonna take your man bullshit i get I, when i show people my boyfriend they go oh he's cute i'm like okay that makes me feel good or y'all are cute together i like that's, that that's a that's a yeah, yeah that's a good one that's a good one it's very middle of the road the worst reaction i ever got came from my four-year-old cousin who was the uh, flower girl in my wedding in my sister's wedding and I said, this is my boyfriend. And she said, ew! What's Damn! On, what's on his face? And I was like... What's on... That is it. That's... Okay. And I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, he has all this hair on his face. And I was like, you know what? One day, when you hit puberty, you gonna like that shit. No, go away. No, go throw petals. <laughs> Throw petals, bitch. Oh my god, you've never seen <laughs> I wish I had a video of her as a flower girl. She's she's like me. Like I didn't know you could be reincarnated before you die. <laughs> <laughs> but she was just like, and a flower for you, and a flower for you, and two flowers for you, and one, two flowers, 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 get it. Like she was, there was so like, over the top. Uh, I wish that this wasn't just audio because there was so much hand action just then that everyone's gonna miss out on. Uh, uh, just picture like Bob Fosse, but like fast. <laughs> and a flower for you. You, you, you. It was so, oh my God. And then she got to the end of the runway. Is that what you call it at a wedding? Aisle? Aisle. She got to the end of the aisle and did like the hand on hip, look over your own shoulder, head toss back. Kind of like, like, I wish you guys could see this. I might have to, I might have to make a videogram of myself in a child's communion dress throwing flowers for you to really get it. You don't have to do that. That's so busy. No, you just go to chunky child communion dresses. <laughs> That's so busy. <laughs> 
I'm the flower girl. Mm, actually, that's actually that's probably just a sketch. It's like the the flower girl that keeps upstaging all the brides in the family. That's a, that's a sketch. Oh, I, I thought she did a fantastic job, but I would never hire her for my services. I don't feel like she. I feel like she's a little too. You know what I mean? Like I'm the headliner. I don't need the opening act <laughs> showing me up. All right. <laughs> oh God! So I don't know. Since we're, since we're putting this out around Thanksgiving, uh, what's uh, what's something that you're thankful for? Oh, thank you, Charlie Brown. That was a really cute thing to add in. Did you just call me that because of the shape of my head? Are you insecure about the shape of your head? No, I don't know. It's just because your head is shaped like Patricia Helton. Oh, take it. Take it hard. That was the icy cold <laughs> wind of no one laughing at that joke. Ah! Oh, why are we doing this right now? <laughs> this didn't have to be this way. Anyway, what are you thankful for? <laughs> um, I'm thankful for good people in my life. I feel like I have a really good a support group of awesome friends and people that I care about very much. And even on your worst days, you, because I love you. <laughs> even on your meanest days. Uh, I really am thankful to have good people in my life. So that's why. Uh, today has been a very wholesome mean. I'm not being mean. No, you're not. You. No, not I'm not going to take any of this to heart. I never will. Oh, okay. Well, I, th- I think that, I think that, like, I mean, that's exactly what I would say, too. It's like just because. Uh, like I've been in the Austin comedy commu- community for about a year now. I started really seriously doing comedy here last September. Mm-hmm. And it's November now, so that's like what, fourteen months? Yeah. Talk about it like it's a baby. It's fourteen months. A year and two months. Um. Yeah. So, like, I've just I've met so many good, creative, smart, clever people. Like, by being a part of this, and I don't know. Like, I I because I. I I got it. I got back into it like after like a really shitty thing happened to me. So it's like it's really helped build me back up. And like because of that, like I'm very thankful for the people that have been around me that have helped me rebuild from a really shitty place. That if I would have been doing it like without something else to motivate me, probably would have taken a whole hell of a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and even like and especially my non-comedy friends too, because they're all so cool and supportive and good and happy and fun and good material. And I, <laughs> that's shitty, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know, I've never been one of those people that like really needs like things or stuff or whatever to be happy. So it's like I just feel like I'm in a good place with a good community, and I'm making people laugh and being able to spread a little bit of little bit of little bit little, little bit of joy. That's awesome. Well, so you're thankful that you get to do what you want to do, and you got great people around you. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. And also thankful for Donna and Ethan, our lovely producers who have been helping us put up all these episodes and get that out. Ethan there. didn't even turn his head. He must be watching some he, more he, disgusting. No, he's, he's, he's given us the fucking tubular surfer oh, Mahalo shit. That's sweet. I like that. That's good. I just from now on I'm gonna watch his computer so intently to see who's eating what. Um, <laughs> but seriously, so thankful for Ethan and Donna and everybody at Body Tape International or and 
so thankful to each and every single one of our listeners that we've gotten because this has grown very very fast and the fact that people are sticking around and listening to the project and letting our guests share all of these deeply personal stories and then we dive even deeper into them by being nosy nosy bitches <laughs> real quick before we go because this was a specific request um, okay. people asked us about Thanksgiving claps back and oh, I know when this, right. when, oh, this airs, right. when this airs it's going to be after Thanksgiving but you know what a clap back a really good one is non-conditional so I'm going to clap at you and I need you to clap back All right. we're going to do this in rapid fire because All Kai right. Kai is a <laughs> he's the, got, the most heinous bitch I'm, I'm, yeah I've been, I've been operating at, I've been operating at a bitch high today I think I can get, I think I can do some fun stuff alright right. so Kai are you dating anyone yet I know you weren't seeing anyone the last time I saw you oh well you know at least I haven't been seeing everybody and then seeing them as they leave me <laughs> clap back that one, was, uh, that one wasn't good hit me again hit okay me again. okay ah so Kai I see you look like you're losing weight that's great oh just like you're losing husbands bro there we go <laughs> there we go that's what I was aiming for with the last one that, that's, that was what I was aiming for so Kai are you still doing your little comedy thing I'm sorry. Who are you? <laughs> I, 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 I haven't. I haven't had anyone like be like aggressive or unsupportive of my comedy. So I haven't. Well, good for I you. I, That's my I, whole I, life. I'm sorry. You I'm know sorry. what? Flip it because I got something. They for were. You. They were. Okay. All right. Oh. Jasmine, you know, it's just so good to see you working in the makeup industry on top of doing comedy. So that way you have something to, to fall back on. I know? know. It's so great that people just want to hire me. Are you working again? Or is, <laughs> or is how's unemployment going? Like, talk to me about it. Boom, clap back. <laughs> clap back. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks for interacting <laughs> with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hit us with your favorite clapbacks. It doesn't matter if it's after the holidays. Because the great thing about things Thanksgiving, it's like pre-Christmas. So if you don't get in the fights you want, you can just wear up and like on Jesus' birthday, be ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. Because that's the thing is that with Thanksgiving, you, we know that you have to sit around and feed all your racist family. But then whenever it comes around to Christmas, not only are you going to have to listen to them be racist again before the past dust even had time to settle, you're going to have to give them a prize right after they do it. And anyone who's ever trained a dog knows positive reinforcement reinforces behavior. So... Be ready to clap back. Send us your clapbacks on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are Extra Salty Pod on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Extra Salty Podcast on Instagram. And hey, thank you guys so much for listening to us. And thank you, Jasmine, for being my amazing co-host. Thank you, Kai, for being my amazing co-host. Oh, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Look how over it this Jesus is. <laughs> Look how over it. Your Jesus is so done with us. Look at it. <laughs> I'm posting that on our <laughs> Done, Jesus is done. <laughs> How Jesus felt about a recording to this. <laughs> <laughs>